I was, uh, around the beginning of December, I was sitting down with other members of, of the preaching team, the people who come up here and, and speak periodically, and, um, and we were discussing what we felt God was calling us into this next year, into 2019. And, and in that conversation, we all felt like God was telling us that one of our biggest threats as a community at this time is complacency. See, it's so easy to settle down and become comfortable. It's human nature, really, isn't it? Have you ever observed people at a party, specifically people who don't really know the other people well? They're kind of um, just there, don't really know everybody that well yet, um, and, and how, they, how, how they act? See, because I think the way that people act when they're at a party that they don't really know others that well says, says something interesting about them. People gravitate to where they feel comfortable. So some people, you'll see some people who, they are comfortable as the life of the party. They are not comfortable standing in the back observing. That, 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 that makes them actually more uncomfortable. They're more uncomfortable. They're more comfortable getting in the middle of things. Getting, and, and pretty soon those people, if you see those people at a party, they're going to be best friends with, just, with, with everybody within about five, ten minutes of the, of the party starting. Whereas myself, I'm not that way. So if you see me, if, I, if I'm going to a party with a bunch of people I don't know, you're going to see me just kind of hanging in the back for a while, just kind of observing things. People come talk to me, sure, I'll talk to them. I'm not shy, but I'm, I'm not going to go out and be right in the middle of things. It's just not my personality because that's, um, that, that's not where I'm comfortable. We like to be comfortable. But God has called us to be pioneers, to live lives of risk. So what does that mean? I think it means a number of different things, and there's quite a few directions that I could take with this, but there are a couple of things that God's really put on my heart that, I'm, that I want to share this morning. So I think, firstly, living a life of risk means that we're looking ahead, not looking behind us. How crazy would it have been to be can you imagine being the first person if you're exploring, like, say, the western United States and, 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 and you're exploring, you're kind of, and then all of a sudden you come across the Grand Canyon. It's like, whoa, what is this? This big canyon right in front of you. You didn't know it existed, didn't know it was there, and you just stumbled on it. And you're like, you know what? I'm exploring. I'm going to go down in there. I'm going to take a look, see, see what this is all about. And um, so, so here's, here's the Grand Canyon right here, and um, let's, let's start going down probably going to fall and hurt myself if I do that, right? Would we, would we start walking backwards and, and looking where we came from as we start going down the Grand Canyon? I don't think so. Good way to, if you've been to the Grand Canyon, it's a good way to get yourself killed. But I personally would recommend that you look where you're going. There you go. That's my personal recommendation if that ever happens to you. It's easy in life to focus on your past and to let your past define you. Have you ever uh, met someone who's always talking about the good old days? Maybe someone like Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> you guys seen this movie? I find that, that, that with this movie, there's... there's 
I, I, I don't know that I've ever met anybody kind of in the middle ground. Either people think it's hilarious or people are like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but I happen to be in the camp that, uh, that, that thinks, it's, thinks it's pretty funny. So um, we're going to watch a clip. Let's not be like Uncle Rico. <laughs> now, of course, this is a big exaggeration, right? Like, uh, I don't know, maybe you know somebody exactly like this, but um, most of the people I meet are, are, you know, who talk about the good old days aren't quite that exaggerated. But have you ever been caught into this way of thinking? Have you ever been like, oh, man, things were just so great in college? Or... Oh man, back in my 20s, oh, those, were so great. those years were so great. Or, you know what? The 90s, those were the years. But we're here, while, you're in, while your head's here in, in the 90s, we're here in 2018. 2019. <laughs> See, there I go. <laughs> Living in the past. We're here in 2019, and God wants to do something new. In 2019, God wants us to take risks now and experience him now. And we miss so much by living in the past. Let's start looking forward to what God has for us. Other people are stuck in the past in a different way. Instead of looking back at the good old days, instead they're stuck in their failures. They're unwilling to step out and take risks because of fear, because their past rules them. See, and both of these ways are extremely crippling, and they keep us looking backwards and not looking forward to where God is calling us. If you let God in, He will heal the scars of your past, and He will allow you to move forward. In fact, This year, God is going to heal many of the people in this room. He's going to heal your past. So if you're sitting here right now and you can can honestly say, you know what, there are areas of my past that are ruling me right now. God wants to heal you. And if you let him, he will this year. So let's let him do his work. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 15, it says, I am the Lord, your Holy One. Israel's creator and king, I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned, their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. Now, this is pretty cool stuff, talking about what God had done for Israel in the past. But look what he says next. But forget all that. Forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do, for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. This is the heart of God to do something new. He talks about there in that passage, talks about some of the miracles that he'd done for Israel in years past and and says to forget about that. Now see, this way of thinking was common for Israel because at this time in their history, they were living in captivity. 
And so, of course, that naturally led to them thinking about the past and the good things that God had done for them in, in, in the past. And, and remembering the things of the past isn't necessarily a bad thing. In fact, oftentimes it's a very good thing. They can be markers in our life to say, you know what? God came through for me here, so I know he can come through for me now. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's when that's where you're constantly looking, is at the past. We can't live there. And that's why God says here, forget about that. I'm doing something new. And God wants to say that to some people here in this room. He wants to say, forget about the good old days. Forget about what I may have done in your life 10 years ago, 20 years ago, even last year. I want to do something new in you right now. If, if you'll step out and take risks, be part of an adventure with me. That's what God's saying. Risk also means pushing forward even when things are challenging. Or, for me, this is the more difficult when things are mundane. See, I don't know about you, but I can actually push through challenging circumstances. It's when things start to get a little boring that I have a hard time sometimes pushing through that. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, it says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. He talks about pressing on. And, and notice he doesn't say, I press on when things are exciting. <clears throat> he doesn't say that. Because that's not the challenge, is it? See, I, we have no issues pressing on when things are exciting. When we first have an idea and we start to get it going, it's easy to press on right then because we're excited about it. But what about when things cease to be exciting? When things become difficult and I face barriers to my goals? Or what about when we're just in the day-to-day -day life and, and, and sure the end goal is exciting right now, but is it exciting, but right now I have to create this Excel spreadsheet and send out a few emails. <laughs> Maybe that's exciting for some of you, but <laughs> those are the times in our lives when we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. Keep our eyes on the goals that he's put in our hearts. Because sometimes pressing on is not glorious. It's just the truth. We like the movies like Rocky where we see all of a sudden, the music is in the background, and he's running up those steps. But you know what? That music's not always in the background. Sometimes you're just running up those steps. <laughs> in my world, sometimes pressing on towards Jesus means changing a diaper. And how we respond in the mundane 
says a lot about our character. So are we living comfortably? Or are we stepping out in, in faith and taking risks? As I said earlier, human nature is to find where we're comfortable. I, I see that in my life all the time. Fortunately, God won't let me stay comfortable. But whenever God uproots me, whether it's uprooting me from my home, a number of years ago, God had me move to Australia for a couple of years. I was going to Bible college there. Or whether it's in my job, I just recently started a new career. Or whether it's in my family, I had a baby a few, few years ago. My, my nature is to find that niche where I can be comfortable. It's like, no matter where I go, it's like, okay, where's that comfort spot? There it is. Okay, got it. And God's got to uproot me again. That is not the life that God has for me. And it's not the life God has for you to find that comfortable niche. The truth is, living a life of risk is going to cost us. Luke chapter 14, verse 27 says, And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. But don't begin until you count the cost, for who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there is enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money, and then everyone would laugh at you. They would say, there's the person who started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. Or what king would go to war against another king without first sitting down with his counselors to discuss whether his army of 10,000 could defeat the 20,000 soldiers marching against him? And if he can't, he will send a delegation to discuss terms of peace while the enemy is still far away. So you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you own. Being a disciple of Jesus involves cost. It involves pushing your own desires aside. It involves giving up your rights. It involves putting yourself in situations that will make you uncomfortable. Think of some of your favorite movies and the adventures that the characters went through. Were all of those adventures, was every aspect of that adventure that you see those characters going through pleasant? If they were, you might have been watching one of the shows that my two-year-old daughter likes. No, the movies that we like, there's, there's, there's hardships that they have to go through to reach what they, uh, what, what they need. Look at, look at Lord of the Rings. What Frodo has to accomplish to, to cross uh, to, 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 go, to, to get to Mordor and to, to throw the ring into the fire. There were quite a few unpleasant moments. In fact, most of the moments were unpleasant for him, I'm sure. But he pushed through it, and those are the movies that we like, right? Adventure can be exciting and can be satisfying, but there are times where you have to push aside what you want and follow Jesus. So what does that mean for us? What does that mean for us as individuals, firstly? As many people who are in this room, that's, that's how many applications can be taken from this. So you want to count how many people are here? We have that many applications to this, of course. But for some who are in this room, that can mean pursuing a job that God's put in our hearts, and which may or may not include something like going back to school. 
For some, it might need to take a risk and get involved in, 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 in a ministry here at church. For others, it might mean to get more involved in your neighborhood and build relationships with the people who live close to you. For others, it might mean to start giving on a regular basis. I don't know what it means for you, but will you make the commitment to listen to God, to listen to what he's saying to you? What does it mean for us as a church, as, as a community? There are areas in ministry, outreach, and in our, in our interactions with each other where we've gotten comfortable and complacent. As a community, we need to figure out the risks that God is calling us to together. This is something we're going to be looking at more in the coming months and definitely something as we move into that prayer and fasting that we're having in, in February. I would encourage all of you to, 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 to be a part of that, even if, even if you say, I, I can't fast because of my job or something like that. Fine, be there at the prayer meetings. Help us discern, because, there we're, because that's where we're going to really be seeking God. What have you called us to? What risks and adventures have you called us into as a community? But the truth is, there are outreaches and ministries that we do that, 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 that we do that started out as a huge step of faith for us and have become maintenance. And we need to We need to look at those. We need to figure out what God's calling us to and take risks together. Can I have the worship team come forward? The um, last song we we sang just just a little bit ago was uh, You Make Me Brave. And as we explore risk this year, We're not going to do it on our own strength, because if we do, it'll fail. Jesus' love makes us brave. The fact that we are sons and daughters of God, of the God of this universe, makes us brave. Gives us the ability to risk failure without allowing our identity to be wrapped up in whether we succeed or fail. Because, by the way, sometimes when we risk, we are going to fail. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. But Jesus gives us the strength to push forward and to live the lives that he's called us to. So this year, let's lean into risk. Let's see where God wants to take us. And that's going to be our theme for this year. That's that's what God is wanting us to do is to step out and risk. Are you excited? <laughs> we're going to uh, sing another song in a minute, but before we do, I wanna, we're, we're going to take up our offering. And, and, and like it, for some of, some of you, this may be the risk, is to start saying, you know what, I'm going to start giving something. I'm not going to get up here and say, give your 10%. Start giving something. See, see what God does with the something that... that uh, um, I believe God will really bless you for that. But, um, and also, if you didn't check about the church prayer and fasting, why don't you go ahead and check that on there because that's going to be key to us, determining, to us discerning together. But, and Lord, as these...
bags are being passed, I just pray that you would help us to use this as uh, you, you use the money to um, further your kingdom, Lord Jesus. Use the money to take the risks that you are calling us to. Would you multiply it? Let's let's worship. We need your outpouring. We need your presence to go before us, to go behind us. Oh, God, come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. If you're just, if you're standing here right now and you, um, you know that you need something fresh, you need something new, you're, you, maybe you related to what I was talking about, about living in the past and your past failures or the good old days, and you're like, you know what, God, I need a fresh outpouring, I need something new, something fresh from you, then will you just raise your hand right now? Amen. Amen. Lord, I just pray over these people right now, God, who raise their hands. Lord, God, would you pour yourself out in a fresh way, Lord? Would you show them that you are doing something new? Let them, forget about all that behind you. Forget about it. It's gone. It's in the past. Whether it's good or whether it's bad, it's in the past. And let's look forward to the future. In Jesus' name, ignite something right now. Holy Spirit, come. You are not defined by your failure. Some of you need to hear that. Some of you need to not just hear it, but you need to let it sink into your heart. So I'm going to say it again. You are not and you never will be defined by your failure. So stop letting it. Lord, I pray over those who, who just have this deep sense, such a deep sense of their failures that they have identified themselves with it, God. That they, uh, that, that they, if they were honest with themselves, they would say, I am a failure. That that's the way that they're feeling. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that, for freedom. For freedom from that. Lord, the freedom that only comes from your deep, Deep, unconditional love. More, Lord. More, Lord. Hmm. Jesus. And Lord, we, we repent, Lord, of of our complacency. Lord, I repent of my complacency, of my lack of willingness to get out and take risks, of, of, of trying to uh, of just be comfortable, to live a comfortable life rather than look to what, all that you have for me. Lord, we repent of that. We turn away from it, Lord Jesus. We choose from this day, Lord. This is a dividing line, Lord God. We're stepping over the line. We are moving towards what you have for us in 2019 and beyond. We are moving towards adventure, towards risk, 
God, we want all that you have for us, Lord Jesus. Wake us up, oh God. Wake us up.